0: and I'm so and i so and i so I'm independent got my own and I'm so and and I'm so hey boss friends and welcome back to another episode of your bossiest friend the podcast with your host the Milan Mobley, better known as your bossiest friend you can follow me on instagram and twitter at the Milan Mobley, that's C-H-E-E-M-I-L-A-N, M-O-B-L-E-Y. At this point in time, I hope you guys have been enjoying the last two episodes since I, you know, jumped back in the podcast game. I was gone for like, give or take, two or three episodes, like I said before. Had to get a whole new mic. You know, I had to switch the game for you guys a little bit and shift the conversation in our Sacrifices and untold Secret series. But I hope you guys have been enjoying it. The first episode back, we talked about... Tyler Perry the next episode I had Jalen on there we talked about the sacrifice of moving to a different state sleeping on couches lying your way through just to get to the top of where you need to go for the better good of course not lying because you know lying is bad but Jalen made lying very um reasonable in her episode so today I'm gonna bring in my girl Rihanna Adams um of course when I come back from our cute little boss friend break but so Hope you guys are super excited. Brianna is a really, 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 really close friend of mine. She is very near and dear to my heart. Brianna is also known as my graphic designer. So all them lovely graphics that you guys see are done by her. So I'm super excited to bring her on because I believe Brianna's story um is very impactful for her to be so young. She's younger than me, but she's not like, you know, super young. or She's not a teenager or anything, but she is very young, but she's been through a lot in her life where most people... Similar to the Tyler Perry episode that I say, you know, most people that gave up and threw the towel in, but found, you know, faith in a bigger purpose in their situation. And it's definitely turned it in for good. So you guys know the drill. Wherever you are, if you're driving to work, you're working out, you're in the kitchen, whipping up a meal, whatever you're doing, listening to this podcast. I need you guys just to relax for a second listen and take everything in That we're about to discuss and I'll be right back all right guys and we're back you know how the drill goes you know how this goes I'm bringing Rihanna on she's right here with me she's gonna tell you guys about herself like I always say and I'm gonna continue to say that I have some dope friends I know some dope people and why not give them the chance to gloat about themselves? So, Brie Brie, Miss Brianna Adams, welcome to Your Bossiest Friend, the podcast. I want you to say hey to the boss friends and let them know who you are.
1: Hey, boss friends. So, I am Brianna Adams, also known on social media as Brianna Trenay. I am a graphic designer and brand specialist. I live in Dallas, Texas, and I specialize in social media management and brand management for small business owners.
0: Awesome. Brianna and I have been friends um, a little over a year now. Brianna was listening to me when I was on the Black Girl Boss podcast, right, Bree?
1: Yeah, it was so crazy because I felt like we were best friends back then. And then you posted about your internship. And I was like, let me slide in there. This is my shot. It was like working. It was like working with somebody who I felt like I knew because I was listening to you on a podcast that I learned so much. So when I saw the internship go up, I was like, let me slide my little resume and portfolio up in there.
0: <laughs> and no, uh, Brianna definitely did slide in. And when she said she said it correctly, I was very impressed. Um, like I said, her work was super dope. Her work was dope then, so just imagine a year and change later how she's evolved so again i'm super excited to have you on the podcast so thank you for joining me and i hope that you know everybody looks at me the same like i hope that y'all think i'm y'all homegirl or you know know that i'm y'all homegirl so if y'all call me or like sign in my dms and y'all want to talk just know i'm down to talk okay um i'm everybody's homegirl okay period but (laughs) it's not about me it's definitely about brianna so bream you are very dope at what you do how did you start doing graphic design before we even get into your life? Like, how did you start doing graphic design? Because I've attempted to do graphic design on PowerPoint. She's going to kill me when I say this whole spill, but it's okay. I've Aww. attempted to do graphic design on PowerPoint, Canva. You know, I've, I've been slow-key trying to be a graphic designer for years now, and I have never hit the peak. Like, Photoshop, I've tried, and it scares all living hell out of me because of the conflict. It just scares me. So,
1: How? So I actually fell into graphics, like how people be like, oh, you know, I started at this company and I love my job and they taught me this. Yeah, no. So when I was 16, I got my first job at a company called Urban Strategies, and it was a nonprofit in Memphis, Tennessee. And what I did was I was an administrative assistant. Once I finished up that summer job there, I went back to where I lived in St. Louis and I started working as people's personal assistants because I wanted to still continue to make money, that money I was making over the summer. I was able to use that money and go to the mall, go shopping. And I saw that I was good at what I did in an office setting. But coming back to St. Louis, I didn't have a car to get around. You know, my mom worked. I have other siblings. So I couldn't just go to the job every day like I did over the summer. So I set up me a little horrible website, and I went through this whole process of just being people's personal assistant from home. And one of my clients one day asked me, she was like, hey, can you find me a graphic designer? You know, we're starting up this other part of our company, and we need a logo. I lied and said, oh, I do logos. I don't know anything about graphic design at this point. I was 17, going on 18. I knew nothing about graphics. I knew nothing about designing. I just know I like artsy stuff, and I'm really, really good on the computer. So I was like, I'm just going to take my shot at it. If it's horrible, I can still find somebody. Cool. She ended up using that very horrible logo. To this day, we have redone it, and I will never, ever show anybody my first logo because it looks that bad. I made it in PowerPoint, so I know the PowerPoint struggle, (laughs) but from there, I just literally went to the University of YouTube. I graduated from the College of Google, and I'm a self-taught graphic designer, so everything that I kind of had to learn and figure out, I literally just learned from the internet. I took a couple online classes. My school didn't have formalized graphic design courses, so I just had to teach myself, and now I'm the full-blown graphic designer getting paid for it. <laughs> so I, I have
0: myself have graduated from um, the College of Google and YouTube University. I am very much a um, Google graduate and YouTube graduate when it comes down to this business thing because I had no idea what I was doing with business when I first started. Like. I had an inkling of what should be done, but you know, the logistics of what needs to be done is two different things and what should be done and what needs to be done. It's two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely shout out to Google and um, university, YouTube uh, university graduates. So shout out to you guys. If you graduated like we did. And that means that you fully mastered it. Like you literally probably Googled every question. You YouTube every type of video that you could think of. Not that you looked up a couple of things, no, that you went through to the point where you was creating the questions. And now people look it up because you asked you asked it first. Those are the people we're talking to. But that's super dope, Bree. So you're a Taught self made graphic designer. And it's funny that you said self made. So I was reading this article, I think it was on Forbes yesterday about Kylie Jenner. And, you know, her branding is phenomenal. Like, whoever her Mm -hmm. branding is, like, I need to know them, like, yesterday. But they were saying that, you know, she's. Not technically self made because of the money that she comes from and all those great things, but you definitely are self made outside of the thought of money because we already talked about that you and I about her in the money situation. But let's talk about that. Like, you're very independent. How did that start? Because a lot of people always say, Oh, Mom, you're so independent, and this and the third. My mom said, I came out the womb like that. Like, it wasn't something <laughs> that happened. She was like, no, you came out the womb, like, doing your own thing. Like, it's it's been a thing for you. So, at that point in your life, like, when did you become so independent? Because to be a self-taught graphic designer, you had to take a lot of initiatives to do things for yourself.
1: Man, I'm like, I'm like, your mom said I came out the womb. So, my mom is a teacher. Um, she had me at 16. My dad was 17. Um, I grew up in a household where there was no getting handouts. There was no just doing stuff and hoping for the best. Um, My parents, me being the oldest, they always instilled in me that if you want something, you go figure out how to do it and how to get it. I remember being young and growing up, me and my sisters, they're twins, and we're five years apart. And I remember being like, Dad, I need help with this homework. And my mom would always say, and it would hurt my feelings as a kid because I would be like, Dad, my mom's a teacher. Why she don't just help me with my homework, aka do it for me? But growing up, I would be like, Mom, I need help with this homework. Or I would be like, Oh, that's why I didn't do my homework because I needed help. And she would be like, before you left school, you should have been looking over your homework, asking your teacher any questions so that when you got home, you at least knew the basics. And... From when I learned those lessons, because I wasn't allowed to bring home bad grades or anything like that, or use needing help as an excuse not to do my best. When it came time for me to jump into business and to jump into graphics, I was like, I'm not going to sit around and wait. If I want to know it, I got to go get this information because I can't be a failure at this. I can't lose at this because this is something that." Not only I like to do, but I want to do and I want to learn more. And I'm in a field where I can constantly learn new skills. So failure is not an option. I had to, from a very young age, from when I used to take my grandma's art off the wall and try to sell it to people in the basement (laughs) when they would come over. And I would get a whooping for taking her art off the wall. You know, I just had to learn at a very young age that failure is not an option just because you don't know how to do something. That's not a that's not a good enough excuse. You gotta literally put yourself out there, learn, put yourself in a put yourself in a position to absorb information and bounce back from there. So, you know, Miss Independent, I got that young. You know, I watched my mom as a single mother, I watch my grandmothers, you know, raise full families. Um, I watch my grandfathers get up and go to work and build businesses and build lives. So being independent. It wasn't even an option for me. It's like you don't have a choice.
0: Wow. Yeah, I I know a lot of people that's like that. Like it wasn't a choice really for them to be independent. Mine, I definitely had a choice. But again, I'm a Virgo. I think that we just are born like out here. Y'all born <laughs> bosses. Like,
1: look, this is what we gonna <laughs> do. What's
0: up? <laughs> yeah, I think that's just in our human nature. But you have made a lot of choices in life that have put you. Where you are today? Um, so tell the boss friends where you're originally from, because you move. As long as I have known you, <laughs> you move to two different states. But it's not a bad thing. It's just to to really highlight how to sustain. And a lot of people may not know how to do that in the midst of struggle. So I definitely want you to talk about your struggle and having to move around where you're originally from. Like so they can actually fully understand that there is a way to get out of certain things. You just gotta understand your situation.
1: Ooh, y'all, I have moved. I'm 24. I moved out of my mom's house at 16. So over the past eight years, I didn't live in four different states, countless different cities. I moved probably every few months. Um, I just, I started off, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, because, you know, so St. Louis, the hustle city What's up, so Midwest. St. Louis is not a part of the rest of Missouri, and we also don't associate with East St. Louis. So, you know, if anybody on here listening is so St. Louis, you know, Cardinals Nation, what's up? <laughs> but graduated this from Hazel Central High School. It. Go Hawks! This guy real ghetto, you know? y'all. Just try to know
0: this. She just started shouting just out here and stuff. Yeah, just for y'all to know that this is not a representation of your fondest <laughs> friend because this guy real hood, real quick. It's like, I'll go ahead, i If
1: you're from St. Louis, then you already know Uh-oh. it's a difference. I'm from Ooh. St. Louis County, though, um, so you know I'm not I'm not from the city. I don't profess to be, you know, from the roughest part of St. Louis. But what I will say is, growing up in St. Louis, if you're from St. Louis, then you'll understand what I'm about to say. Everybody in St. Louis stays in St. Louis. One of the biggest motivators for me, which is why I have moved around so much, is because so many people in St. Louis, you'll meet them and they've lived in St. Louis their whole life. Their mother has, their grandmother has, their whole family is from St. Louis. Everybody from St. Louis is family. You'll go to Walmart and you'll see your cousin, you'll see your auntie, you know, and y'all all from different parts of the city, but there is this very trapped in St. Louis mentality that's very common where people don't ever get out. You know, they go to college there or, you know, they They graduate high school and they start working in St. Louis. The furthest they go is Chesterfield O'Fallon, but they end up right back in St. Louis. People can't seem to get away and stay away. I, from a very young age, made it a point that once I graduated high school, I was leaving St. Louis and I wasn't coming back. Now, I did end up back at home. I did get out there on my own, messed up my money, fell and bumped my head. I dropped out of college multiple times. I ended up back at home, but I always left because I was like, I can't stay here. Um, I, the very first time I left home, you know, I went to college at Missouri State and I stayed there for about a year and I was miserable. I have always been a really strong student. I am naturally gifted in school, but I really, really struggled in college because I felt like I was so bored. I was like, I don't have to study, so I don't need to study. And then it came to a point where I was taking certain classes, but I never knew how to study because school came so easy to me. So then I started to struggle. And then I started to look at it like, man, I'm spending all my time studying. I could spend that time getting more clients and doing more graphics and making money. And then it became a money factor to me like, okay, how much am I spending in college? How much am I making? if I could swap these two, how much can I make in business and not spend it on paying off student loans? So I ended up moving to Memphis with my grandparents, lived there for a while, made a lot of really, really dope connections, met a lot of really amazing people. And then from there, I just continued to move around. I've lived in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I've lived in Jackson, Mississippi. I've lived in Kansas City. I've lived, a little bit of everywhere and then I went to the good old HBCU, the real LU, Lincoln University of Missouri. I went there for about a year. Um I literally only have about 15 hours left on my biochem pre-med degree. I'll go back to school when, you know, somebody else pays for it, <laughs> but going back to what I was saying in the beginning, I moved around so much because I was so fearful that if I got back to St. Louis and I got comfortable, I would never leave because so many people do. So that was a big driving factor for me that there were times where I was living in my car. There was times where I was homeless. There were a lot of times where I was sleeping on other people's couches, where I wouldn't eat for days because I didn't have money. Um, Where the electricity would get cut off and I would just sit there in the dark and I would go to the library and do some graphics to try to make $50 for the day to get the electric cut back on. Because my thing was, I'm not going back home a failure. I'm not going back home to go get a job, to get comfortable and never leave St. Louis. My dream had to work. My plan had to work. If I had to restructure it, cool. If I had to move some things around, cool. But I couldn't go back a failure. And I could not have to start over from scratch. You know, I would get a place, get comfortable, be making enough money, then stuff would happen. Somebody would get sick. I would get sick. I was in and out of the hospital because I had anxiety and depression. I wasn't eating. But going home and starting over was not an option. So for anybody out there who they're struggling with their dream and they're sitting on that empty living room floor because they don't have no furniture, you got a roof over your head. It's a little Caesars around the corner. Grab you a little $5 pizza that'll last for two days. It's tough. But if you're willing to put that work in for your dream, it's going to start paying you back tenfold. I'm still not on the other end of it. I still struggle daily. You know, sometimes I'd be looking like, man, the first is in a couple of days and I got $7 in my bank account. How am I going to pay this rent? But it's just this mentality that I'm not going home. I'm not starting over. I'm not giving up that keeps me going and I'm so so thankful for you know my family I'm thankful for my friends because it's hard you know they they said be an entrepreneur they said go into business for yourself they didn't say I was gonna be dead broke <laughs> they're trying to act like everything's cool
0: <laughs> first of all little Caesar's pizza is nasty okay I That's so good y'all <laughs> little season's pizza is nasty so- a freshman in college, I went to bethune Cook University um, before transferring to Bowie State. And I think that was, like, when Little Caesars first came around. So, that was, like, our go-to, you know, almost every day. And it, then it was good. Now, I'm like, I don't want no Little Caesars. Y'all, I would eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every single day if I have to before I go to Little Caesars, okay? Mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't. And so go back to this whole real LU thing. I'm so glad, Bowie State does not have those issues. You know, we don't have the real BS. You. We don't have those problems because we just mind our business. You know, we don't try to go back and forth with any other initials for anybody else. So you guys are listening. Um, once again, this is not associated with your kids for the podcast because Brianna is trying to bring me beef, y'all. I do not want any beef. Okay, I'm always- saying it's
1: a it's another Lincoln out there. original name was not even Lincoln Uh, they changed their name after we were Lincoln you know we're the real LU Blue Tigers because the real LU's in town Homecoming just passed I missed it but the real LU that's it that's all folks (laughs) not that's it that's all
0: listen okay well we're not here to talk about the HBCU robberies because that conversation can go to many of oh. them, especially if I was talking to somebody from Howard. Lord, we could get wow. into that one from Hampton. But, <laughs> so you've been around the world and back. You have taught yourself how to be this amazing graphic designer in such a short amount of time. But I want to know for you what has been your biggest struggle, like that, the biggest struggle in all of this?
1: Um, I would have to say I had two biggest struggles. The biggest struggle, one, was balancing the money side of it. Um, So, you know, Malone, you're an entrepreneurship, so, you know, you could have a really good day where that invoice clears and you got a couple thousand in the bank. So you're like, okay, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna take care of these bills. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And then you look up a week later, and all right, you back to hustling to get some money back together. You know, you're back to trying to put together a new package or something like that. Um, for me, it was finances because no one taught me how to build a company. You know, I'm just now getting to the point where I am legally stable in my business. Um, before now it was like, when I look back at it, it was just a side hustle. That was a really, really big, big struggle for me. And I'm still struggling to kind of make some of those adjustments just because running a company is way different than just having a business. You know, you have to put certain money to the side. You got to have certain accounts, certain legalities, certain paperwork, you got to file. And no one taught me those things. Everybody in my family went to college and got a degree Or, you know, they graduated and they've been at the same job or they have children. So I don't have a lot of people to kind of run to and talk to about this entrepreneurship deal. But I've had to learn quite a bit myself. Um, The other struggle that was really, really big for me was just going back to that having support. When I first went into business for myself at, you know, 17, nobody was in business. It wasn't everybody You know, trying to figure out how to do it for themselves. Entrepreneurship is such a big thing now that it wasn't, you know, just five years ago, six years ago. Now you can get on Instagram and you can go to these courses and you can talk to these gurus and you can DM these people and you can connect with people all over the world. When I first started, that wasn't there. And so even now I've gotten such a habit of just having to learn the information for myself that it's been a real struggle to try to connect with people. Because I didn't have this age of just people that were in entrepreneurship. I didn't have this plethora of information that was just available on social media. You know, when I was in high school, Instagram was just coming out. That was like something new, new. We was all still on Bebo. And that was just so we could make skins and have a music playing when you went on our profile. Now, social media is this huge place of business and connectivity and people that That's a big struggle for me is interacting with people outside of the very close group of friends that I have. It's been a real struggle to meet people and build those relationships because I'm definitely an introvert. So having to learn that in this new age of social media where all your business kind of got to be out there for people to understand you is really, really tough for me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think that is the toughest part about entrepreneurship, the transparency. And I think a lot of people struggle. Well, I'm not going to say I think. I know a lot of people struggle with the transparency because people don't want you to perceive them as anything less than what they want you to buy into. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's how a lot of people are. And that's why I pride myself on being as transparent as possible what's going on in my entrepreneur around because I feel like when people know your struggle, they respect you more. I don't think that the glitz and the glam is going to always get you to the top of everybody's list because we all know everybody sugar honey, iced tea, you know, ain't that sweet. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I think that that is very important to, Actually know how to exude that but again like you said it is a struggle and it can be a struggle because you want to keep things private and I've dealt with that and balanced that I guess I can say because you know at certain levels of my life that I will not let anybody see on social media like my relationships mm-hmm. like you'll get a you know you'll get a tad bit of that you'll see my friends you'll see who you know who I'm my significant other is you'll see all of those things in spurts but you will never be able to like actually pinpoint and identify it because it's not your business like that's one thing that I feel like you should keep to yourself like you have to have something to yourself but in business I think that you do have to share certain things so if you are sharing your graphics like oh up two o'clock in the morning struggling can't figure out how to do this you know people appreciate that so I definitely understand what you're saying there but those are common struggles that people have dealt with the financing, and balance the money child I know a couple of people who done blew a bag <laughs> just like because they <laughs> saw the money coming in. they thought that it was you know that money was sustainable they thought that that was there and it was going to stay and they come look at their bank account after blowing this bag and they're like I gotta return this but you can't cause it's a little too late but you know we get so caught up in that in entrepreneurship and money that like you said, the money comes when it comes, it's coming, mm-hmm. and then you need a slow mo, but you forgot that that slow moment can come because you're still in the moment of that win. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying that win, but as entrepreneurs, you just got to strategically win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you can't get a client right now the same eight thousand dollars a month and be like, Oh, I'm winning because next month that client may be like, ooh, something happened with my family, I got it in my contract, mm-hmm. you know. so... <laughs> Right, I think that's the 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 most suckiest part about entrepreneurship. But outside of the sucky part, what has been your favorite part about being an entrepreneur, and what lesson led you to having that favorite moment?
1: I think I honestly think that my favorite moments are yet to come. Um. So so far, the best moments has been just like meeting people. Um. I, like I said, I'm very much an introvert. Y'all, I go days without leaving my house. If it causes me to put pants on, I ain't coming. <laughs> I ain't coming. Don't invite me because I ain't coming. I'm not putting pants on. If so I got to leave my house and y'all be, y'all don't see me on social media because I don't do my hair. I don't wear makeup. um, I don't have put clothes on. I'm always walking around in like a t-shirt that's got like hair dye stains on it. And, like, some shorts that's, like, been cut up and some more stuff. Um, The best moments have been the relationships that I've built. Because I look at, like, even it's crazy how me and you met, Milan, you know, like, going through the internship process, you weren't even looking for graphic design interns at that time. But I literally just shot my shot on that. I was like, hey, if she says no, she says no. But I'm about to make it real hard for her to say no. I'm about to give her so much stuff in this portfolio. Um, and building those connections, being able to literally talk to people that I went to high school with that were like younger than me. When I talked to my sisters, those moments are so important to me where I get to really just like sit and tell people like, Hey, it's cool. I know what you're going through. I know that you're hungry and you haven't eaten in a couple of days because you spent your last paying for that subscription for that business. Yeah. Um, the best moments have literally been centered around telling people that this is not the end, that these hard moments that you're in are not over. So my best moments, I feel like, are yet to come because I ain't made it all the way. But it's been a really interesting ride. It's been some good moments and some bad moments. But all of my great moments, have been centered around helping other people. Like, look, I know it's tough. I know that it's a struggle. I know that you can't pay your bills this month because you are putting your everything into this dream. I promise you it's going to pay off. Those have been some of the best moments because I've seen it for myself. I done went from being there, broke, homeless, no lights and no gas to even move the car that I'm sleeping in to literally being able to move into an apartment and have it furnished within two days. That's been my blessing. That's been my story. So, entrepreneurship, Ain't always good. <laughs> but the best moments are literally when you can look back and be like, man, I straight made it out of it. I made it. I, I can breathe a little bit easier today. Those are the best moments for me in getting paid. I love when I see such and such viewed your invoice two minutes later, such and such paid their invoice. And then you check your bank account the next business day and boom, it's a comma. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. okay. <laughs> no seriously that is an amazing feeling y'all like i'm not even playing that's why i strategically um <laughs> have my contract set up how their contract how their contract how they're set up my contracts, how they're set up because first friday or third friday Whenever you come in, that's the Friday that you're paying, and that means that other people are paying too. They want that same type of time. So then that means that a lump sum is coming in at one time. It's an amazing feeling. It's kind of like how, you know, when you're working out of five, and that two-week check come in, and you see that direct deposit, and you know it's Friday, and you know by five mm-hmm. o'clock it's in there. It's the same exact feeling, so don't get me wrong when I say I love it. But yeah, the most rewarding moments are helping other people. And being able to provide what I didn't have as far as being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. when I first started. That's why the podcast is so important to me and doing these episodes and getting to actually talk to people to see their different point of views Because everybody struggles not the same. And everybody struggles not mm-hmm. going to be the same. But one thing that is going to be the same about entrepreneurship, it is up and down. You will not have the same type of day. I'm going to say this this <laughs> <laughs> But before we close out, I want you to give us an untold secret that nobody probably knows about your entrepreneurship journey.
1: I'm still broke. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that is an untold story. You y'all all think I got it because y'all see me out to eat every day. But let me tell you something. I'm broke. <laughs> I'm just hungry. Um, I had to food. <laughs> man, I'm hungry. Shout out to my boyfriend because he fed me today, y'all. <laughs> um, Untold secrets of my entrepreneurship journey. I have lost it all, and you would not be able to tell from social media um literally this year, Milan, like I remember we were sitting on the phone, and I was crying because I had to be out of my apartment, I had lost my truck, I had no money, and I have literally lost everything being an entrepreneur. Um, I can easily go apply and get a job and go work somewhere. and I, I could definitely take my birth back to school and take out some student loans and get a degree. I have literally lost everything to be an entrepreneur, to have a business and to build up my company and to live my dream to wake up and know that every day is a struggle just because I want to sit at a computer and do graphics, not an easy pill to swallow. But that has been one of the biggest untold secrets is y'all I cry almost every day. I struggle all the time and I have lost everything just to see a piece of my dream come true. That's probably the biggest thing that do not nobody know.
0: (laughs) Wow. I think that's the perfect way to end it. I don't have anything that that I can even say to add, to justify, to even. That's the perfect way to end it. So thank you for being so transparent because that takes a lot to actually want to share that with people, especially an international podcast. I had to say that, you know, I was a little key pressed when I saw how many people. <laughs> But you know, but no, it definitely takes a lot to share that. So I definitely thank you. Let them know what you have coming up. Tell them where they can follow you but again. Make sure y'all get with my girl, get these graphics in. If you need them, I have a um I don't even have this discount code. Just tell her my name. Tell her your boss seats from the podcast. You heard on there. Yeah. And you get fifteen percent off.
1: Yeah, you get fifteen percent off. And that's off any package, no minimum, no maximum, whatever you spend fifteen percent. Um, you can follow me on my personal social media at Brianna Trenay, B I B R I O N A T R I N A E, And that is on Instagram and Facebook. You can also follow my business pages on Instagram and Facebook, Impact Creatively, I M P A C T C R E A T I B E L Y. You all can check out our website, impactcreatively.com, learn more about who we are, our services, and see how we can help grow your brand to the next level. We're turning life into the dollars, all 2020. Um, coming up, I will be at the Focus Business Conference in Houston, Texas. That's on March 1st. You can check them out on social media to see more about the event and learn more about tickets for that. And then I will be at the first ever Women's Entrepreneurs Conference in D.C., And that is March 13th through 15th. So I'm excited for these upcoming events. 2020 is definitely the year of the boss. So I'm excited to connect with all these other boss women in all these different cities. Um, Definitely collecting my frequent flyer miles. So I'm excited. (laughs)
0: Yes, I'm super excited as well. I will be speaking at the Focus Conference um, that Brianna referenced, so make sure you guys uh, follow me and keep up so you can know when to get your tickets. I will be posting that information very, very soon as soon as I get my speaker flyer. Also, the Women Entrepreneurs Brunch Conference, as Brianna mentioned, is the first F1 in Washington, D.C., March 13th through the 15th. Tickets are on sale now, so make sure you guys grab your tickets. I'll put the information in the description of this podcast so you can go grab it No excuses. it's usage and also I'll be in Houston on uh the 16th of November and I'll be in New York the 23rd of November and then I'll be back in the B&B uh for Thanksgiving but yeah the we're having mobile talks in Houston and Mobile talks and NYC so I'll also put those uh descriptions in the descriptions the links in the bio y'all i'm so tired i was in overdrive today working like podcast all day like my mind is like warped but um you guys know the drill the link has been in there every time we had this podcast for the last what four weeks i put the link to mobile talk so if you haven't got your ticket yet shame on you there's no excuses you need to grab your ticket bang and period whether i'm tired or not y'all know the drill get your tickets to mobile talks you don't want to miss it get your tickets to webcon and like i said with the focus conference When the tickets go on sale, I will make sure that I put it on my page so you guys know where to go to get it. Don't miss out on your chance to boss up in 2020. Like, it's a new decade. And it's 2020. Like, 2020 just sounds like you got to go harder. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, let's go, guys. Let's get it, boss friends. Again, it is your favorite host, D-Milan Mobley, your bossiest friend. That's T-H-E-E-M-I-L-A-N-M-O-B-L-E-Y on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, it's my girl, Brianna Adams, on here with me today. Thank you, Bri, again. I love you so much. And I'm super excited
1: to see who
0: contacts you and gets their work done.
1: Yes. Come holler <laughs> at me. You might get a little extra discount. You mentioned the podcast. Ooh, look.
0: percent an extra discount. Y'all better stop playing. But until next time, guys, make sure you let your friends know to go listen to your bossy friend of podcast on not SoundCloud. See, I'm saying SoundCloud. I'm not back on SoundCloud yet. I know I said that the last two episodes, I promise by like episode seven, not in this series, episode seven in the next series, I'm going to be back on SoundCloud. Cause we only have like two more episodes, I think left in your sacrifice. I'm so secret series, but anywho, make sure you guys so your friends to listen on Apple podcast, Google play radio break, Spotify and anchor, which is my hosting for the Your Wall is from the podcast which is super dope. I definitely like it a little bit more than SoundCloud because it doesn't have a limit on it for as many podcasts that you can upload so shout out to Anchor for that. But yeah guys, I'm wrapping up. I'm tired. I haven't ate so I need to go eat so hugs and kisses until next time. So and and I'm so